Well, blessings to you today. It's Pastor Tim Carson again from Christian Center Shreveport here in Louisiana, United States of America. We're giving updates this week and asking you to be a part of the Warrior Army. And I'm going to ask you this question today. Or are you going to give you a choice? You're either going to be enlist in this army or you're going to be drafted well, one way or other we're going in let's let's make the right choice lived and died to buy my pardon an empty grave is there to prove my savior lives because he lives i can face tomorrow because he lives all fear is gone Because I know He holds a future And life is worth the living Just because He lives mm. Well, blessings to you. I pray you're having a good day. It is Thursday. February 1, 2024, we made it to another month. We survived 11 more to go this year, and November is going to be a big month for us here in America. There's elections coming up, and we are going to be in a battle all year long. That's why uh, we must push in at this hour. We cannot let out. But look, it doesn't matter where our faith is. I mean, what, what, what level of faith we have, it's coming. The war is coming one way or another. We got to make a choice, and today I want to talk about the difference between enlisting or being drafted. <laughs> and I've always said this: if I was in war, I'd want to fight with enlisted men rather than drafted men. I'm not saying a drafted person can't flip and understand what the purpose is and fight harder, but they're there not out of choice, but out of obligation. And you don't know what that means in a time of war. And I think that's true in the kingdom. You have people that, you know, get saved and want to be a part of the kingdom because they don't want to go to hell. And then you got those who enlist because they want to serve the king and fall in love with the king and, and do what pleases the king. It's a difference. The person who just is trying to avoid going to hell is going to do the bare minimum. And they're not always going to cover your backside because they're not there for you. They're there for themselves. I had a guy many years ago in our ministry, we were having a lot of problems with the alcoholism and abuse, et cetera. And anyway, he got put in a, a psychiatric ward because he had gotten drunk and did some crazy stuff in the city and they wouldn't let him out. And he started, started preaching to him and trying to witness to him and judging them. You're going to hell. My God is going to da da. And one of the psychiatrists looked at him and said, look, the only reason you're a Christian is because you don't want to go to hell. And he called me and said, can you believe he said that? Can you believe that he said that to me? And, and I, I evaluated his life, and I said, you know, that's pretty true. <laughs> I didn't tell him that, but I thought that psychiatrist caught it. He had a religious spirit because he wanted salvation through uh, works. Uh, just say the prayer, do the things, and you get to be saved. Didn't care about anybody else. Didn't care about the kingdom, really. Cared about himself. And that's what we want. We don't want in the army of God. We want enlisted people who I've said, Lord, I'm here because I want to be a part of you. I want to serve you. We, we, we want to move from bond servant to friend as well. It will always be a bond servant. If you're a true saint, you'll be a bond servant to the Lord. You're, you owe your life to him. That's what a bond servant is. Somebody paid a price for you, and you owe your life to them. 
Well, we do. We're a bond servant of Christ because we owe our life to him. How can we neglect such a great salvation? How can we say, I don't want to do this, I don't want that, I want to do this, I want to pick and choose like it's some cafeteria. No, we do what he asks us to do. So in, you ask any soldier, and I, I, I was reading again, rereading God's Unfolding Battle Plan, uh, Chuck Pierce, and he talked about some of these topics, and that's where I'm getting my ideas from, but I want to just add my revelation to it. But he talks about, he says, you ask any soldier what matters most when you're on the battlefield, and you're likely to get a twofold answer, he said. First, it's crucial to know those whose side you're on, Number and, and then also who enlisted you, who trained you for war, whose tactics do you adhere to, and whose commands will you follow to death. See, as Christians, we're warriors, and we're called to enlist in the army of God. Because why? He gave his life for us. So we are warriors, what? Of the cross. And we need to remind ourselves of that we're in the midst of the battle. Why am I in this battle? Because I'm a soldier. Soldier in the kingdom. Jesus died for this world to be saved. He died for it to be free. He died for peace. He died for joy. He died for all the wonderful emotions and the fruits of the Spirit. And I want everybody to experience that. I don't want to just have an, an accolade life where I did all these things and I get the accolades and I didn't help anybody else get where they're going. And I've told you this, I'll tell you again and again. A true sign or measurement of a mature saint is their passion is to be in the pasture field of the Lord. In other words, being among his sheep, helping what he is doing. If you have a personal relationship and it's all about what you get from God, and the revelation you get, all that was wonderful. You have to have all that. But if it doesn't transcend you to a place where you say, I want everybody else to have it. That's what the bridegroom, bride did in Song of Songs. She wanted everybody to see the beauty of her king and the goodness of her king. She was constantly telling everybody about how wonderful he was and how beautiful he was, in a sense. Uh, handsome, better bear word. But also that, that the giftings, the callings in his life, and that the fact that you would fall in love with him too. Oh, how the maidens love him. Okay, there was a beauty of that. But at the end of her life, she was like, let's build up the immature. Let's raise them up. Let's, whatever they need, let us help them. Because why? She's now partnered with the king, and she took on the ownership of the kingdom, and she recognized these people of Israel represented the king. In other words, they were a manifestation of his authority and his kingship. And if they don't look like him and walk like he does, then it's a, it's a shame to him. And his name is not exalted, it's put down. And that's what we're doing when we fight in war for our God. And we have this battle right now in the world we're seeing. And I talked about it earlier this week. But he has a battle in the spirit because that spirit wants to destroy the works of the kingdom. And we are at this place where Christ paid an ultimate price for this. And he has been, the enemy has been broken already. We've got to apply the power. We need not fear death, but only resist its sting. I think that's a good way of putting it. It says death. Oh, where is your sting? See, when somebody dies, uh, like a family member, I had quite a few family members die recently. The sting of death was removed because they were all believers. I didn't have to feel the sting of death. Now, if you have a 
a loved one or somebody you know dies and doesn't have Christ, that stings. But if you have that salvation and you have it in your own life, you can experience it. God still reigns. No matter what the times have brought, he still reigns. We've got to understand the beauty of God and all that he does. John West uh, on our staff does a teaching, which is really good, about Jonah. And Jonah was called, in a sense, to be a warrior, to go and fight for the people of Nineveh, which he didn't want to do. Because he was focused on one aspect of the Lord's nature, which was judgment, which he felt Nineveh deserved to have because of their sin. He forgot, he didn't forget, he knew about the mercy aspect of God, but he didn't want it. That's why he ran, because he so loved one aspect of the Lord. In war, yes, we want to see our enemies defeated. Yes, we do. But in war, we also want to see the redeemed. We want to see those that were on the wrong side come to salvation and come into the kingdom. We have a a lot of people who are anti-Semites right now in the church who are anti-Israel. They think God's through with Israel. God's through with the Jewish people. They've sinned too much, and so therefore they don't deserve salvation. And I have a struggle with these people because I want to look at them and say, you don't either. You don't deserve salvation. Your family doesn't deserve salvation. You were once a sinner. Okay, You can't throw judgment on a whole group of people when you have walked in the same cycle of your life. Okay, sorry to get off on that. But there's a whole battle there. So Jonah recognized, he said, he knew. Remember, he said, I knew if they'd repent, you'd forgive them. And I didn't want them to hear the message because I think if they took the message, that's what's probably going to happen. He did not want the mercy of God to manifest. And as warriors, when we're going to war, yes, we want to see our enemies defeated, but we also want to see mercy reign over judgment. We're fighting for this fight. Are you with me? So we are called in this hour to fight for what belongs to God. And the plan that he has for us is that in the fullness of time is that we come into that, that we walk in everything that he's prophets. With everything going on on the earth today, we must never forget, and I did a whole teaching on this recently, that he is God. We cannot forget that. We know that he knows the end from the beginning, and he's in charge. And if we get to a place where we are so overwhelmed by what we're seeing, we have lost sight that he is in charge and that he has won the victory. That's what the Jehoshaphat passage in 2 Chronicles 20 was all about. Because they had no chance of winning the war in the natural. None. Three armies coming down on you. There's no way they were going to win. But the statement was made, the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. So in the midst of this right now, we're, we're, in, a, we're in a crazy battle in America right now. Our, we, have a, we have an administration that's lost its mind. We have laws that are they're causing people to sin. Do you understand that? And, and when I'm reading Kings, it says that the Jeroboam spirit, and it says it caused the people to sin. Because why? They put in laws and things that allowed them to sin. That's like when you have abortion allowed, you're causing the people to sin. When you allow illicit drugs, you're causing the people to sin. 
And this is the war we're at. We've got to see those people brought down, but we also have to believe for the redemption and the mercy of God to come. So right now, I started today, you need to enlist in this army. We need a bunch of people, a a group of people that says, look, I'm choosing to fight this fight. I'm choosing to go in and not, you know, not do anything for myself. Uh, we, we did this on our Monday live stream. There's a lady running for Senate in Arizona, uh, Carrie Lake's her name, and they had it on recording. They were trying to buy her off and get her out of the election. And she just said, no, I don't care if it's $10 million, $100 million, billion. I'm not getting out. I care about this country, and I care about this land, and I'm going to stay in the fight. And they go, well, you'll still be more powerful if you do something else. We'll help you do it. And she said, no, I'm in this for the fight. See, the crisis of the hour has caused her to rise up as a natural warrior in the political arena. The, the crisis in the earth must make us rise up right now and do that and fight the fight that's right before us. We have to understand this. It's a daily battle. We are in conflicts every single day, and we must stay in it. So if we're engaged in what God has for us, that means that we are warring to see the blessings of God spread all over the earth. And I want you to understand that. That's what Psalms 24.1 says, that the, the fullness of the earth and all those who dwell therein. God has a plan for his fullness. For the full day, it gets brighter and brighter till the full day, the scripture tells us, right? And yet the war between God and evil is still unfolding right before us. And which will determine how his fullness will manifest in the earth in our generations to come. So we have a responsibility to enlist and say, here, my Lord, send me. Jesus, I mean, the Lord says in Ezekiel, he said, I look for somebody standing in the gap, and I could not find anyone. Look, let that not be said of our generation, that God can't find somebody. Look at the Lord and say today, you found me, Lord. I'm just one little person. Maybe I'm a grandma, I'm a mom, uh, I'm a housewife, or maybe I'm just a, a regular job. I have a, I'm a man, I just have a regular job. I don't do anything else. I just take care of my family, whatever. You can be a warrior wherever you are, whatever sphere of influence you have, wherever you live, whatever you're doing, God has a plan for you. And if we can all go this way, we can do it. First thing you have to do is enlist. So I'm challenging you today. Lord, I'm listing for the next war. You know, sometimes you can do your time and then they re-enlist. So I think right now some of us need to re-enlist. We fought, we're tired, and let somebody else, let the next generation take it. Nope. Re-upping, re-listing, re-enlisting. Go back to that recruiter and say, here, where do I sign again? I'm in for another four years. I'm in for another 10 years. I'm going to fight the fight. Will you join, that with, join with me on that one? Okay, I'm sticking with this message. I believe I've heard from the Lord. I believe God has a plan of victory, not a plan of defeat. To prosper, have a hope and a future. I believe that's how God speaks. And I'm believing for that for me and for my generations to come. So, Father, I pray for everybody listening today and listening this week to these updates, that they would see the hour and the crisis that we're at and re-enlist, if not stay enlisted. And, Lord, for those that have not enlisted, have just been drafted because the war made them come in, I pray they'd shift from being a draftee to being enlisted. In the name of Yeshua, we pray it. Amen, amen. We'll come back tomorrow. It's our Supernatural Friday podcast. We love you. Bye-bye. Well, good day, everybody. Thanks again for listening to our daily podcast here on this application, whichever one you're listening to. So thankful 
for you doing that. Don't forget our web streams that we have each and every day, Mondays at 12 noon and Tuesdays, as well as Fridays at 12 noon Central Time. We have live streams on our YouTube, Facebook, and Rumble channels. So check that out. Also, every Friday we do Asia updates because we're planning our ministry in Asia. And so if you'd like to sow to that, go to our website or our app, and you can start sowing to Asia Missions. If you have a heart for that part of the world, we want to build that up in the days ahead. All right. Bless you. See you tomorrow.